Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I was born to make you happy, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Middlesbrough in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup and Jamie Vardy's back in business. It's Wednesday, 2nd of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Brassel. Welcome one and all. Good to have you with us. Andy and Jim are gleaming away in the studio here because we're about to talk about an FA Cup set, aren't we, Andy? Yes. Yes, I'm lifting it now. You're lifting the quarterfinal cup. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, we, uh, we, we do love the FA Cup and we love Middlesbrough in the FA Cup, specifically this season. We've enjoyed them before, of course, but my goodness, Andy, what a game it was at, uh, at the Riverside. It ended 1-0. It went to extra time. There was only one goal. How did that happen, considering how open the game was and how many chances there were? It's a very, very good question. Spurs had their share of chances, even though they were really quite poor. Mm. Um, but if, you, if you're going to wait for a goal, yes. that was a goal worth waiting for. I think how emphatically it was finished yeah. Yeah. Was, I think it was, was very satisfying. Just fed up of it. Not being one nil, yeah. <laughs> like, I've had enough of this. Yeah, someone needs. Is it to... like when people are in traffic and then they drive out of it really quickly? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. that. 
Yeah, it was the, the deadlock needed to be smashed open. Yes. Uh, rather than just broken. Um, Jim, I, I went to Andy there first to get perhaps a little bit more balance. Um, but uh, now's your chance. Spurs, it, it will be another trophyless season for them. It will. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to nibble on that one too much, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it is quite astonishing that Middlesbrough have done this again. I think they're the story there, aren't they? Spurs are mm. a, a very clearly a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde at the moment. Um, like scintillating one day and then just really, mm-hmm. really ineffective the next. And mm. I, I, this must be driving Conte absolutely mad. That's also, um, you know, this does, you, you always look at the silver linings in this situation and as I've been doing for Arsenal, it does mean that your objectives are very, very clear now. It is just the league. You mm-hmm. focus on that and, you know, every game. Fourth spot, Jim. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, like your performance in the league. Yes. Um, but yeah, they, they'll they be, they'll just be so baffled as to how this has happened, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was a sellout crowd at the Riverside for the first time in five years, apparently, and it very much showed. And watching that game, you thought, mm. come on, lads. As the as a, as a neutral fan, nothing against Tottenham personally. You want you want Middlesbrough to win that, and you're watching the it thinking, Please, someone put one of these away because you, there's chances. There's and it wasn't just the chances; it was the openings and the, the the amount of times they had the ball in the final third. And then there was the header just past the post mm. uh, uh, before the end. Then Son could have won it, of course. And you think it, and, and, and Wilder himself said he'd have been disappointed had they not have won. And you would have been gutted for them because this is not a side who are say like a non-league or a League Two side. And they think, oh, well, do you know what? It's a shame we didn't win, but we took them all the way. This game was there for the taking for Middlesbrough. Yeah, Middlesbrough have got aspirations now. I, I think you pointed that out about the the sellout element of it. That that was really important. I, I used to go to Middlesbrough quite a lot when I, I lived in the northeast the first time mm-hmm. when I was at university. And this was... Well, you love a Palmer, Andy. <laughs> exactly, don't we all? This was This was the 90s, so it was... Premier League, Middlesbrough, oh, Craig oh, Hignett, nice. Middlesbrough, Janino and Ravanelli, Middlesbrough, Emerson, Emerson, Emerson. Ian Wound was a bit of, too early for that. All of those. Yeah, I think so. And it, it was, when I've been back to the, the Riverside subsequently, and you see it like a bit empty mm. or half, it, it feels quite sad. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Be- because it used to have a real sense of a whole town's people moving together. Mm-hmm. And this was obviously the first time that's happening. No, I, I didn't realise it was that long since it had been sold out. Well, but yeah, but it's, it's yeah, funny. It what felt you, special. But it it's funny special. what your mind does to you because you, you, you. One can remember Middlesbrough being in the Premier. I mean, Jim remembers Ian Wone there, even though he never played at Middlesbrough in his career. Did he not? <laughs> no. How weird! <laughs> you think I mean Nottingham Forest is a yeah, red kit as well, and, yeah, and a maybe it's Premier League. Yeah, side. <laughs> Forest have obviously upset us as well this season. But when, so when you see strange. Borough, when you see Borough in their Hummel, there is really only one red kit. <laughs> it's very nice yes indeed yes. it is indeed it is I mean Josh Coburn 19 year old uh, with, with that goal in the, the, the celebration was wonderful yeah. as well it just it's one of those goals where you think come on yes that's it as you say yeah. Lineker described it as a Shearer-esque finish and it completely was. And the celebration, as I say, the, the the joy on the man's face running over to the crowd, it was absolutely glorious. I think he had a chance for a second one late on as well, didn't he? But um, Fuller and Balogun, who's on loan from Arsenal, mm. wanted to score himself. I yes, think. I, he... yeah, they kind of fu- a bit fuddled at the end. I think it yeah. was, I think it was late enough to think that shouldn't bite them on the arse. Even though I think was it Dyer had an effort and the keeper yeah. saved quite well. But I really, I just, I just again though with Spurs, I didn't really. Once the game had gone on, I know Kane had a goal which was ruled out and there was one or two chances, but again, they I didn't see them Sometimes scoring. Sometimes they just don't really. turn up. It's really strange, isn't it? Mm. And you would think Conte obviously is a great motivator. We know he, he improves players very well. Um, 
and it it seems really strange that there's this kind of like one step forward, two steps back sort of issue at the club at the moment. Having said that, Jim, I think we can read the results more than we read the performances. I, I mean, I, I saw um, a couple of people tweet, um, well, this obviously shows that Leeds are absolutely terrible, given that Spurs went and, and, and mm. roasted them at the weekend, et cetera, et cetera. But I thought, hang on. They conceded a lot of chances in that game, like mm. a lot of chances. Yeah, Leeds, Leeds should it, never have in, uh, in that game. Lost it was it was never a four, Ex- right. exactly. So I think the lows aren't quite as low as mm-hmm. people might argue mm-hmm. with Spurs. Not the highs aren't nearly as as, no. as as high. They're very much a a work in progress, which is why. Conte looks on the edge even more than he normally does. Indeed, yeah. yeah. I quite like Middlesbrough bringing on Sol Bamber in the 119th. Yes. Yeah. Just in get, just shore up the defence. And if it does go to penalties, he'll just stuff one in the corner like he does. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a brilliant run from Middlesbrough so far uh, in the FA Cup. They're in the quarterfinals. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the draw, I think, is on, on Thursday evening. little mention to Adele Fry, by the way, who's superb. Uh, for, for Middlesbrough throughout, known as the Lighthouse. Oh, that is good. Which is which is quite nice. You which worry is funny they're going to run out of good nicknames for footballers, and then they bring out the Lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny actually because the Lighthouse family were big when I was talking about that that they previous were. spell of of, of Middlesbrough. <laughs> I don't the know. I mean, is the Lighthouse? I mean, you can interpret that in different ways. Is he showing oncoming? Um, you know, people on coming where the danger is yeah. and what you should avoid. It's, it's keeping his teammates away from the rocks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get them quite scan, does it? I don't know what you mean, but it's great. Yeah, All the same. Maybe he's a, he's a big guy. Mm. Uh, so something like that. But yes. So yeah, interesting one for Spurs. But Manchester City are also in uh, the quarterfinal. Middlesbrough will be hoping to avoid them, of course. Or will they? Or will they? Because this is it, isn't it? They're doing all the big scalps. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Because because you could see Middlesbrough in the quarterfinal, and then they get a draw. Say. Um, if Forest go through, will they play in Huddersfield, I think, on, on Monday next week? Um, and, and, you know, you beat the two, two big Premier League yeah. sides and then you lose to a fellow champion. Yeah, because like, yeah, oh, both, both of them are on, are on such good runs like that. You can yeah. see, like, yeah, Forest and Middlesbrough will get each other. Yeah, sorry, Andy was just tipping who he thought was going to win the cup, Andy. Yeah, I was boring with you. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I suppose the, the, other, the other option for Middlesbrough mm. is do like a reverse 1997 and go and win the cup and get promoted. There we are. Mm. Like that could it. could be it, couldn't it? I do like that. Um, Manchester City, though, uh, will probably be the favourites among uh, Liverpool and maybe Chelsea as well. They beat Peterborough 2-0 away from home. The posh uh, are out, sadly. Uh, Zinchenko, captain Manchester City, was, I thought was quite a nice touch as well. But Peterborough, I mean, they held them off for an hour, yeah, they which did. is better than most teams. They put up a hell of a fight. <laughs> they really, really did. Uh, Mahrez uh, got the opener, of course, as he does. And uh, for those who didn't see it, rest assured, he was out on the on the right and curled with his left into the opposite yeah. corner. Is is that a Mahrez goal or is it a Robin goal? I couldn't work it out. I uh, know uh, Robin would be very much. He, Robin has to cut inside and skip past two players, yeah. and he would have done it quicker and he would have hit it harder. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah Robin was. He did like a curler, but he did like a smash. Yeah, Mahrez uh, is is more of a more of a curler. I would say. Yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It certainly pleased Noel Gallagher, who was in the stand with his mates. Mm. which is something that we all... Always a huge shock, isn't it, when you're uh, watching a Manchester City game. You're like, oh, who's that in the crowd? (laughs) Hone in on him. Um, Jack Grealish scored a lovely one, didn't he, Jim? He did, yeah. It's nice to see, isn't it? Especially after there's been a lot of talk this week um, about Jack Grealish and uh, Pep Guardiola defending him, saying that, you know, just because his stats aren't necessarily as eye-catching as a lot of players are at the moment, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean he's not contributing and not contributing well. Um, Part of that that is due to Guardiola not playing him. That is a huge part of it, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) which I, I think Pep's been a bit disingenuous in leaving both him and that out um, there. But um, 
yeah, he he needs a goal, doesn't he? And and he, and he took it really really well. And I think you know Roy Keane's been at him again this week, and people are sort of starting to get on his back a little bit. And I think actually perhaps City have done quite a good job of maybe fending this narrative off for a little while. Because mm, I, I mean, I thought Keane was fair in his comments. Actually, was I mean, I know he told him to grow up, but there was a little bit more to it than that. He there's was, there's a headline though, isn't but, it? But, I, I mean? but he perhaps yeah yes, but actually, if you took Keane and what he was saying fully, I mean, he has got a point about the off-field stuff. And that's the thing with Grealish, you know, that has, to an extent, blighted him a little bit. Uh, and it's often been a bit of chat around Grealish. It is also maybe one of the reasons why some people like him, because he comes across a bit more personality, yeah. and a bit more, uh, and so on. But at Manchester City, if you want to start games for that team, you have fierce competition. Yeah. And he hasn't been playing that much this season. Considering his price tag, it will still be a little bit um, disappointing from his end, uh, I'm sure. But the way he took that goal down, got on the end of the pass, slotted home, he looked like he was uh, having a lovely time, Andy. And we want to see more of it. Yeah, we do. But I think you have to be reasonable and realistic. You know, when you go, it's a bit like Mares, I suppose. When you go from being the mm. main guy somewhere mm-hmm. to to being a Manchester City player, it's difficult. Also, I think a, a far shorter way of Guardiola explaining his feelings would have been. Well, I know we paid a hundred million for him, but you know, yeah. if he's crap, it's kind of consequence free for us. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't my money. That's <laughs> you know, what he said. Guardiola was asked uh, about the prospect of winning a, a treble and um, or the treble, I suppose you'd say. And uh, Guardiola simply replied, "I am not going to buy this argument." You know? Fair enough. I mean, again, Pep, if you did want to, it wouldn't be with your money. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Uh, Palace are through. They beat Stoke City 2-1. Not the most convincing performances from uh, Crystal Palace. Stoke gave them a scare and a late uh, Riedeval goal put Patrick's posse through into the quarterfinal. He took it very nice, old Jairo, did. didn't he? He yeah. did. He yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Palace in the Cup, Jim? I mean, that's a kind of... a. Uh, for me, that they a neutral would be quite delighted if they won. It's never won a major a, a, a couple. Well, they had those two finals against Man United, didn't they, in the early nineties, mm-hmm. um, and, and a more recent one, of, the, of course, because of the replay, obviously. Yeah, of, yeah. of course, as well mm-hmm. with old, old Pards doing his dance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they feel like a real FA Cup team, don't they? Despite never having won it. Yeah. So I know I, yeah. Mean. No. So I, I'd bloody love it if Palace won the FA Cup. It would be great, wouldn't it? I mean, obviously they've uh, they're in the draw with with the likes of Man City, and obviously. Some teams still to play, and the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea, as we have mentioned. But they got through uh, with this one, although it wasn't, as I say, as 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 as, as easy pickings as some might have thought it was. I mean, Joachim Anderson, your man, Andy, had to make a great goal line clearance to keep it one all. It was before Palace mm. got the winner. Have you changed your mind on Anderson? Do you still think he's crap? I never did. You said you were delighted when he left your beloved Leon because he had a terrible season there. Yeah, and he wasn't suitable to Leon. I've only ever said he had a bad season at Leon, and funnily enough, mm-hmm. um, the past doesn't change as time goes on. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, Andy. You mentioned the lighthouse family, the nineties of Middlesbrough, <laughs> but the facts do remain. I, I didn't invite a comeback. That's true. That's yeah. true. Vieira didn't hold back in his post-match uh, uh, comments, though. He said his players, uh, their concentration wasn't good enough, and Stoke wanted it more than them and and they weren't far off I mean uh, O'Neill certainly thought Stoke City should have won the game but they did not and so they are out they are so that's the end of that but the Palace are in this sort of weird place in terms of going into an FA Cup match though aren't they mm. and especially an FA Cup match like that because once they rest a few players it, it weakens them really quite significantly yeah. you know you look at the players they they left out and you think well it would be a disjointed performance if you leave out Conor Gallagher. It's, it's to be expected, mm. I, I, I think. So Vieira's taken a risk, which 
is a very modern sort of risk. You know, it's one of those ones where you think, okay, you're saving players, but what are you really saving players for? Yeah. Because you're you're not going to qualify for Europe through the league. You're not going to go down. No. So, you know, it's one of those frustrating things. We've seen it before when going back to when Pochettino was at Southampton. Mm -hmm. It was one of the rare areas of frustration that Southampton fans had with him. You know, mm -hmm. weakening your side for, for the cup. When, when you're Palace, you're exactly the sort of club that should be really going for it. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Stoke are a championship side. They're no mugs for crying out loud. No, know? and they've got a lot of experienced players as well. Exactly. What do you think of Palace so far this season? I mean, they're 11th, they're on 30 points. They're nine above the relegation zone. I mean, there's a couple of teams with one or two games in hand there, but I mean, it would be very surprising if they were relegated. Yeah. I mean, the top half finish might be slightly out of reach, but certainly very safely mid-table. Yeah, and the process is important mm -hmm. because, you know, that was the reason they moved on from Hodgson, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I know like people who don't watch Crystal Palace will go, oh, well, Hodgson kept them up season after season after season. It's like, well, that's fine mm -hmm. if you don't have to watch them every week. <laughs> because like, if you're watching a team, and this is by no means um, denigrating what Roy Hodgson did for Crystal Palace, which was fantastic. Well, you can't change the past. There, there, exactly. There comes a certain point where if you are one of those teams who is unlikely to go down, mm -hmm. but is equally unlikely to qualify for Europe unless you go and win a cup, for example. Mm. You need some hope. Yeah. You know, you need some... I agree with you. You need some interest. You need and a the, direction, the, don't you? Yeah, and the way that... You need to be entertained. Mm. And, and, and the way that Palace are evolving, I think, is is, is very nice and very interesting. Mm. Now, you can't completely divorce that from what Hodgson did because Vieira's always been very respectful and said, look, he set a great foundation for me. Um, Eze obviously came in before... Mm -hmm. Um, Vieira was there and now you're adding Michael Elise to that. Oh, yeah. you know, they're looking like a really attractive side and a really attractive side that doesn't have to lean on Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. But I think, that, I think there is merit in that where you get a coach to someone like Hodgson and provides that stability. As you say, oh, we start, we're just happy for stability. We're happy for this. That's fine. But once that's, once that's been established, I mean, I know you've not got any God-given right to stay in the Premier League. Well, once that's been established, you don't have a culture of a, at the club thinking, oh, blind, but we're going down this season. You yeah. then have players, young players come through, you, you had one or two, as you say. And Jim, then you have a team where you think, well, at some point, can we maybe express ourselves a little bit? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Mm. I mean, but I, I think Andy's right. You know, Roy Hodgson obviously built a brilliant foundation, but I, I, at the beginning of the season, I would not have been surprised to be sat here discussing Palace in a relegation battle because it's, they've changed a lot of players as well. Mm. Um, so Vieira's come in, he's, he's got... It's a lot to maybe, change at once, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, although maybe that's helped him because you're changing the coach as well. So then actually immediately you are crafting your own side rather than unpicking what you do and don't like about the old one. He's sort of a bit further along in that journey if it goes right. And it, I think we can all agree that it has gone right so far. So I know what you mean though. Yeah, I, I mean... I think it's kind of so far so good from Vieira. Like they, they're for me is patchy, isn't it? They struggle to sort of put a good run together. But um, it's again, it's it's about just getting that foundation in there. He's very easy to warm to as a coach, I mm -hmm. think. And obviously, a lot of people had question marks about him because of the way it ended at, at Nice. Mm -hmm. But one thing I've I've never really understood about the way that we view coaches slash managers over here is it seems to be like you know if you're sacked, that's a black mark. Whereas in most other countries, you know, being sacked is very much a part of being coached. Yeah. Everyone gets binned at some point, unless you're like Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Hey, look, Vieira, he won as a player. Can he win it as a manager? Mm. He, he knows the tournament. Will he turn up to the cup final with a big load of Vicks on his tie?
I hope so. When he takes the team out of the tunnel. That is something that we all want to see, Andy. Yes, it is. Absolutely right. Okay, everybody, let's have a quick break. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Have you ever wondered what happened to all those space-age promises that previous generations thought we'd have by now? You know, heading out for the day on your own personal flying cars or working on a space hotel somewhere in the far reaches of our solar system. Where are all those amazing inventions? Well, we're here to find out more on my new podcast, Where's My Jetpack? I'm Sarah Credis, space expert, TV host and author. Join me and Luke Moore every week as we look into retrofuturistic tech that never was to decide whether it's still just science fiction or if some of these discoveries are actually a lot closer than you think. I think we're very close to that happening on an even more regular basis. And what I think is interesting about that, too, is that's going to make the accessibility of getting to space available for more and more people. So if you've ever wondered whether we'll one day speak to aliens light years away or you'll be flying to work on a jetpack, this is the podcast for you. Think of the car parking spaces. They need what to be mean? massive. No, really the wings can fold up. Well, they don't exist. No, some of the cars um, which were designed had wings which folded up. Are you happy getting in a plane knowing the wings fold up? Yeah. I, right. I trust engineering. Trust the science. Search Where's My Jetpack on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where's My Jetpack is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ow. 
Tarkovsky stayed forward to head it back, headed out by White, headed back by Tarkovsky. Like head tennis at the head tennis here, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. A little Neil Lennon giggle there. Yeah. Homer Simpson-esque, I would a say. A bit of Michael Jackson in there as well, oh, maybe. All the, all the greats, all the greats. Um, yes, well, ladies and gentlemen, you know as well as I do, it's Wednesday, and that means it's time for Pep Talks. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy, believe me. I'm so happy. Sit down! Nobody talk! Sit down! Please! Drink wine and relax! We've got one from Jordan here. Oh. It says, I have a problem I've been toying with for the past two weeks. I'm moving to London for work and I've secured a room in a house share. I met the guys and they seem sound, but none of them like football or any kind of team sport. I know I can't ask this question, but they won't be listening to the ramble yet. How do I make them like football? Well, I think it's more important that you make them like the ramble first, Jordan. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, we'll uh, do the rest. One leads to the other. Yeah, exactly. And preferably also become massive Aston Villa fans. Mm. Uh, drag them to the pub for every Villa in England game. Play hi-ho silver lining every morning to wake them up. Start using Pete's catchphrase of yes, please, at any given opportunity. <laughs> yes, please. I'm open to any ideas. Yeah, I think waking them up... Um... <laughs> Probably isn't the best start, is it? Probably, probably no. avoid that one. I think with, when it's when it comes to trying to indoctrinate people into liking football, you've got to give them characters and narrative, and yeah. So you've got to identify what mm. it is about Villa that you mm. love and in the individuals that play for the team, and mm. then start investing them in that story. It's like, oh, Matty Cash scored, and Matty Cash is great for X reason because mm. he's you know like lovely hair. I don't know, looks like Jack Greenish, but isn't Jack Greenish? Plays like, for Poland, you would never think exactly. That, would you? No, you wouldn't think that. Mm. Ah, so you, straight away mm-hmm. your horizons have been broadened, new flatmates. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's about the story, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. If you, I think if you can get someone along to a football match, sometimes they go, oh, "Actually, I really enjoyed that." Yeah, yeah. So that that would be if you can. Yeah, I don't know how you would do that. I think Jordan has actually got the right idea, if maybe not quite the details. You do need to intrinsically drip it into the household. I would yeah. say. So I, I don't know if you could bring in like um, an Emmy Martinez mug. Maybe there's some sort of grill, you know, like you get the mm-hmm. foreman. Mm. Is is there a Tyrone Mings grill or something like that? Yeah, that you true. Could, you well, could it, bring in. It's interesting when they say they're not fans of of any team sports. So they may be fans of, I don't know, say boxing or something. I yeah. don't know. Or t- tennis. Maybe the tennis hooligans. Maybe they're tennis okay. hooligans. <laughs> so I federal <laughs> fans are going looking for Djokovic fans. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's. I think I think honing in on those sort of individuals and Emmy Martinez with some of his shithousery would maybe be maybe that would appeal to them you know mm. well that's it i think youtube compilations are the way to go in <clears> in the front room you know get a bit of light music on i thought i thought you might like this belgian techno oh what's the, <laughs> what's this we're watching at the same time i think it might be a a compilation of uh, uh, uh putting Watkins, people off taking goals. penalties or something yeah, yeah. marvelous well i think there we are um i think that's i think that should uh, keep you busy for now jordan yeah, Benjamin's been in touch as well. Uh, he says, I need some advice. I have been a football fan for most of my life, despite living in Canada. So you mm. can imagine my excitement when my hometown, of ha- home city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, got a team in the new Canadian Premier League, Halifax Wanderers FC. However, when I went to their first home game a few years ago, I was blown away at how terrible the main supporters group were. When I say terrible, I don't mean they hurl abuse or anything like that, but just that their choice of songs and chants are comically bad. Here are some highlights. Singing My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Well, <laughs> While defending a corner, which, to be fair, sounds amazing to me. Uh, This one's fantastic. Imploring the keeper to give us a wave before he faces a penalty 
our keeper, mind you. <laughs> yeah, that, Don't point him off. Don't be doing that, that wrong. Terrible syncopation in chants. Like, who do we sing for? We sing for the Halifax Wanderers. <laughs> All of this is done through the use of a megaphone pressed right up to somebody's mouth to make this as annoying as possible. So how do I separate the art from the artist and still support my local side? Or do I become a perennial way supporter just to spite the obnoxious supporters group? Now, you've got, you've got to get involved and you've got to get that megaphone. You've yeah. got to show that you're the daddy of that or, stadium. Or do you bring your own megaphone? <laughs> no, no, this megaphone guy, wars. Bring no. your own, bring your own cherry picker. Take your shirt <laughs> off. I think that's very important. Firstly, though, Benjamin, before we get into this, don't criticise Celine. It's not her fault. I mean, she's, I don't think he was criticising Celine. He's criticising right. the supporters. The, the, yeah, the, the choice of song in that. Yeah, context. there are other I mean, Canadian, Canadian artists Canadian royalty, he could have so. they could have chosen. Yeah, you know, I, I can only think about two. Yeah, I was going to say, I can either. see you mentally <laughs> listing them as we go. I think uh, it's funny. I think it's up there with like bloody Mad World, isn't it? In terms of how inappropriate <laughs> it is for the Yeah, if they're singing the that ironically, yeah, then we're funny. all for it. It's really funny. Mm. But I well, guess you've got to determine be, whether it's a joke or not. Would there be a case Surely for uh, singing When You're Gone by Brian Adams and Mel C when a player gets sent off? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. yeah. I, I also as well, though, I mean, the, the thing is with... Um, this side, you know, the, the newly promoted and so on. The fan culture has to grow and start somewhere. Yeah. Mm. So I would say to uh, Benjamin, get involved and you'll soon be hurling horrible abuse at yeah. players and you'll be right at home. Be the change you want to see in the, <laughs> exactly. in the stands as well. Exactly. Yeah. Just, you know, if you've, if you've got, got my ideas, bring them along. Don't don't be afraid to fail. Not everything's going to take off. Just, uh-huh. you know, just, as Marcus says, get involved, get stuck in. <laughs> the quirks make it special, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. There we are. And actually, I think that's quite a good good bit of advice for uh, for Jordan as well. It is the quirks make it special. That's yeah. a really good way of putting it. So mm-hmm. find those quirks. Yeah. Get, your, get your housemates invested that way as well. Damn right. And and also with Halifax Wanderers, you could sing like, who gives you extra? Who? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Being in Canada, you may not sort of appreciate yeah. that uh, reference. Uh, if you've got any Halifax. questions for us, however bizarre, send them in. We'll get to them every Wednesday. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Back in the Premier League, gentlemen, Burnley lost 2-0 at home to Leicester City. Uh, Brendy's boys, uh, first league win of 2022. It was actually their first win in clean sheet since they beat Liverpool 1-0 at the end of December. Which That's is, remarkable, that, isn't it? It is quite remarkable as well. I mean, we talk about Crystal Palace being uh, 11th in the league on 30 points. Leicester have now moved up to 12th uh, on 30 points as well. Now, they have a few games in hand there, but it shows you, you know, they weren't having the best of seasons. But, of course, the big takeaway, Jimbo, was that Jamie Vardy's back in oh, business. isn't he? In every <laughs> conceivable way. Scored a goal, did some shit I was in. Perfect. Yeah. The, the, the job lot. He came on uh, with, with uh, Madison on 72 minutes. Set one up, scored oh, the other. the cavalry, isn't it? <laughs> That's like, oh, the stag dude's getting going now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You thought Friday night was a big one. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, when he scored, he put up two fingers uh, and a zero to the Burnley fan. So, not a, a V sign, sorry, it was in a 2 nil yeah. thing, uh, before mimicking a trembling lip, which I assume is, oh, are you going down? <laughs> 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 oh, it's really good. I assume that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it'll be as nasty as yeah, possible. The man it? absolutely loves it. Lives for it. Have we have we had him up against Ramsdale? We have, maybe? Yes. I remember Ramsdale making a great save from a James Madison yeah, free I, kick. I think Vardy played in that game. I think Arsenal won 1-0, maybe. If my memory says it was, I think it was 2-0. Was it 2-0? Still. But yes, I, I want to see them face off again. <laughs> I, I think what makes it so good is the fact that Burnley weren't terrible by any means. No. I mean, I, I think this was Leicester's first... Like solid performance at both ends in in a while. It has been a while um, because clearly they've had their their defensive issues, but that was a game that 
I think, think especially if you go back over the last couple of le- mm-hmm. weeks, Burnley will have thought we could have snuck that mm-hmm. just about, especially as it was so tight going into the mm-hmm. the, the last ten or fifteen minutes. Um, and there were a few like little marginals, like the the Corne offside goal, like yep. Veghorst lurching for that um, effort at the back post that that could have easily gone their way and mm-hmm. maybe have gone mm-hmm. Burnley's way in in recent weeks. But I think if you're going to bait the opposition to know that they could have had it, yep. I think makes it even better. Yeah. It does, yeah. The man of the match was Nick Pope, mm. by the way. He made some 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 great saves, particularly from uh, Harvey Barnes, who was his usual lively self. Mm. He's excellent. Yeah. He, he was, yeah. Um, uh, we should say about Vardy um, that his goal takes him past Ian Wright's record for most Premier League goals scored after turning 30. It was his 94th. Yeah. It'll be at Ian Wright's house now, shouting through his letterbox. <laughs> yeah, right, he'll be loving that, though, won't he? That, yeah, actually, just, he was he exactly the same. He, he was, he was. I mean, and we should mention Madison as well. They both came on and changed the game because Madison scored the opener with a lovely curler from 25 yards. Um, and, uh, yeah, just wonderful stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think just, the, 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 the fact that Ian Wright, of course, used to play for Burnley as well, would have added a bit of edge to that. Did you, did you see... Um, <laughs> well remembered. <laughs> did you see DiMaggio Phillips's, uh, Wright Phillips's tweet? Yes. Actually, yeah, yeah. where he, uh, he, he said how oh, he's a better finisher than his granddad. Mm. Oof. Shit housing. Yeah, exactly. His own granddad. They, I mean, you've got to love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very much, yeah. I, with, with Harvey Barnes and James Madison, do you think... I mean, the international break is is not that far away, and they've both been playing very, very well. But t- I mean, you could say this about um, Jared Bowen as well. And there are only certain amount of places, of course, exactly, in the squad, yeah. and the positions they're going for is a lot of fierce competitions. Um, do you know what though? Quite oddly, I was thinking this about Madison after because he, he loves a long range effort, as as we know, it's and he's very good at them. Almost. But oddly, I think that kind of maybe goes against him because actually, if you watch Southgate's England, one of the things that they didn't do in the Euros was was shoot from range. It was a very patient and slow build up. Yeah, and it was and it's basically almost playing the percentages of actually, if you shoot from range, chances are you're not going to score. And so actually, one, that's one of his best attributes of the games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's hoisted by his own tard there, but I, I wonder if that is one of the reasons Might why. Play into it. Yeah, possibly. It's, like, it's just not on his radar, is it? It's like well. You know, he hasn't caught up Lewis Hamilton because he doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't consider him part of that same world. Yeah, It's a stylistic issue, mm. I, I think. I think there's quite a sense that you need to build around Madison. Mm. Whereas I think Barnes and, probably got a better chance. Gonna, 100%. Mm. 100%. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, oh, by the way, uh, while we're, um, if you will, staying in the Premier League, Mike Riley, of course, apologised <clears> yesterday. Uh, for that VAR decision, which was which was uh, very rare, isn't it? Very, I know it, it was spectacularly and particularly bad, but mm. you know you don't hear that much. But it's difficult for him, uh-huh. and it would have been deeply unsatisfying for Everton. So yeah, I, I can't really see the point in it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from that, I would like to talk about uh, another uh, referee taking action. Um, we go north of the border. Um, a match between Stanley Athletic and Port Glasgow United was called off in the 92nd minute when a bold referee headbutted a fan. And I love the fact that we have that detail that he was bold. Yeah. It's, it's as if it makes the headbutt a bit more impactful because there's no cushion of hair. Well, I, I no like thought that he'd, he'd shaved it that morning <laughs> just in case. <laughs> It's a lot of chippy. I mean, when you say a bold referee, uh, did he take his cap off first? I assume so. That's the question. That is the question. Yeah. Called off in the 92nd minute because <laughs> the referee himself attacked a fan. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's video. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, tonight, we've got more FA Cup action, uh, of course. Uh, we've got Luton, Luton uh, versus Chelsea, Southampton versus West Ham, Liverpool versus Norwich. So two 
all Premier League matches there. Uh, Luton versus Chelsea, would you would think, would be the easiest um, one to call. Now, a lot of chatter around Chelsea, of course, uh, in uh, in recent days and weeks because of Roman Abramovich and the situation. Have you seen um, that Swiss billionaire Hans-Jörg Viss has said that Abramovich wants to get rid of Chelsea um, as quickly as possible and that he and three other people received an offer yesterday to buy the club. This was from um, uh, Blick, of course, uh, in Switzerland, where he gave um, an interview very, very recently. And a lot of the newspapers here have picked up on that, of course, as, as you would understand. Um, interesting, Andy. We will see how this develops. Um, he said he can well imagine starting um, at Chelsea with partners. So what do you reckon? I mean, it's, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, Well, Chelsea's official line mm. of, has, has been that they're not for sale. Mm. I mean, well. We'll, we'll but this guy's wait and see. Yes, but, but this guy is saying quite the opposite, saying he's trying to get rid of it as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, especially they're talking about being the club being offered to them as well, yes. which is huge. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I, th- I think the, the the quote from this is is important mm-hmm. because it underlines the fact that Chelsea is such a huge financial undertaking. Mm-hmm. That how do you find one person to do it? Yes, I mean that's yeah. that's that's got to be an issue. Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah, Get, you, you need a what's the word conglomerate? Would it be consortium? Consortium mm. of billionaires. You could have a conglomerate. You, I suppose you could. But yeah. that, those are the terms we're using, though, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I mean oh, if you need a billionaires, situation. I mean, there's no Mark suggestion. Ashley in there. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. There's there is there's no suggestion, obviously, that Abramovich would ever call in the loans that he has technically lent Chelsea, but they are like it's mm-hmm. what something like one point four billion, is it? Like it's it's a it's a huge, huge amount of money. So as you say, like it's mm. there are very, very few individuals in the world that would that would be able to take that sort of thing on. And if you know, if we if we sort of tread down that path where he does end up selling Chelsea to mm. to be a consortium or a conglomerate or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um be so interesting to see what happens to Chelsea. Is yeah. it business as usual? Do they keep spending that same money? Because mm. they are they're a huge club now. They yeah. they probably can afford to carry on as usual. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. you just don't know with those variables thrown in. Maybe it would maybe it would level the playing field a little bit by making Chelsea a bit less powerful. But then at the same time, does that just play into City's hands? It's 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 all it's all fascinating. Mm, it really is. And as I say, it's, that, that we've only just been handed those quotes this morning. I think so. We shall see uh, if anything comes of all that sort of stuff. Speaking of uh, Russia, it, mm. it was interesting yesterday seeing um, Marcus Gisdol, who was the coach of Lokomotiv mm. Moscow, and has has just resigned. Of course, we've still got Russian Premier League and Russian Cup football going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Astonishingly, mm. uh, but Gisdol, the, the German coach of Lokomotiv, he came out and resigned, saying, um, "I cannot pursue my calling in a country whose leader is responsible for a war of aggression in the middle of Europe. I can't stand on the training ground in Moscow, train the players, demand professionalism, and a few kilometres away, orders are being given that bring great suffering to an entire people." Mm. So he left Lokomotiv along with his coaching staff. Mm. Lokomotiv in the afternoon, put out a statement, Lokomotiv, sack Marcus Gisdol. Really? And it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. everyone can see it. It's, yeah. Yeah, you can't quit, we've sacked you. Exactly, mm, yeah. My Just goodness. about saving face. My goodness. Uh, gentlemen, um, I'd like to go back to Florida, if I may. There's yeah. usually one reason why we want to go there. It is, of course, into Miami. Um, have you seen that club co-owner Jorge Mas uh, was asked to clarify the rumours linking Messi to Inter-Miami at the weekend. And he said, I think, and David has a relationship with him, when he leaves PSG, we'd love to see Lionel Messi be a player into miami and be a part of our community. 
Can it happen? Look, we'll push. I'm an optimist at heart. Could I see it happening? It's a possibility. And that, that does clarify it, doesn't it, Andy? What, that they would like it? <laughs> it clarifies what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Messy, desperate to work under Fizzer. What are the rumours? I'd love to think that the person interviewing him, when it, can you clarify the rumours? And he says all that, it dawns on the person asking him, Oh, you created the rumours, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all just no, coming from you, isn't maybe it? Maybe <laughs> Messi wants to work on his utility man work to finally complete every aspect of football, and he thinks Fizz is the man to do that. Who better? Exactly. Who better? I would uh, I would certainly say. Also, in a recent interview, Neymar was asked about his future, and he said his pr- he prefers his next destination after Europe to be Major League Soccer, not somewhere else um, in, in Europe. And uh, when he was asked why, he said, well, they have a three-month vacation. I like to think that Neymar was just like dancing in a club as this, this, <laughs> as this took place, just having the absolute time of his life. As I'd he like, does. I'd like to think that finally uh, him and Neymar could link up under Phil Neville's stewardship. Yes, I mean I, I know talk about releasing potential, Andy. Yes, I, I know it's easy to titter about Neymar saying something like this, but if you look at his years at Paris Saint Germain, there's a lot of injuries in there. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I think, think you're going to say there's a lot of easy games in there. I think he's he's got to learn to look after himself. I'm not sure going to a league that not a lot of people in Europe watch and he's way more physical than you think. I, I think people don't realise that about him. Perhaps the yeah. best route to that. But, yeah, um, I agree. Mind you, though, I mean, Neymar's thinking I, I wouldn't mind a three month holiday in, in among the season. Yeah. I, I, despite the injuries, he's played an awful lot of football at, at, at a very high level, you know. So yeah, g- yes, give him yeah. his holiday for crying out loud. And give him his holiday with Leo Messi mm-hmm. in Florida. Well, yes. I mean, um, his sister's birthday is on the 11th of March and I believe that is, is that during MLS off-season? So... He always gets that off anyway, doesn't he? That's true. So, yeah, fair enough. What, yeah, it's that... easier to park pre-season training oh, than did, actual did competitive football. Did he disappear for his sister's birthday? He does it once? all the time. He does it every year. That's true. He has about three birthdays a year, doesn't he? Um, speaking of MLS, uh, uh, Andy, Jordan Shakiri's joined Chicago Fire. That happened last month, apparently. And good for him. Yes, he was at Leon, of course. Were you happy to get to see the back of him? Um, yes. I think that's disrespectful to the great man. <laughs> Do you? Yes. I think it's the best for everyone, is what I think. I think he'll have a lovely time there. He will. Because he will score some spectacular goals. Yeah. Well, you, we we always think this, though, don't we? That sometimes people are going to go and tear it up. I don't think it's like that anymore. No, the I standard's don't... a lot higher. By the way, the, I don't think the off-season is in March, just just to clarify. Um, <laughs> but still, if Neymar does go to link up with Phil Neville, yes. he will manage to get his sister's birthday off. I so, think just so. to clarify that. He will. He will. There we are. All right, everybody. Well, we'll end with uh, Neymar and Jordan Shakiri, of course. Where else could we go after that? If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. It does help new listeners find the show. We'll bloody love you for it. You know, this, this, this red-hot chat that we've all just enjoyed, <laughs> let's let other people enjoy it as well. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. On tomorrow's show, Andy, you're back with Jules and Vish. Yes. Should be a cracker. All right, then. Until then, thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you, Marcus Speller. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. AdWanted UK is the provider of single source media data for agencies, media owners, brands, and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering, Called the media leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from AdWanted UK.